When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Cordell. You're listening to Steeler Nation. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your Steeler Nation vidcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises, hosted by the Big Play Vidcast Network. I'm your host, G Striker, and the offense is finally improving, guys. I know we've been uh, riding Canada pretty hard. But it's pretty tough to say the offense is starting to get it down, and that's starting on the offensive line. Offensive line is doing a heck of a job getting off of the ball now, attacking downfield, creating rushing lanes. So it's it doesn't matter if you're Najee Harris. It doesn't matter if you're Benny Snell. Hell, it it doesn't even matter if you're if you're McFadden and you haven't been on McFarland and you haven't been on the team for a year. It doesn't matter. This line is doing it and doing it right. We are live tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know if you've got any questions, any comments. This is your show. I'm recording live from my RV in lovely uh, Hammond, Louisiana. I'm at the Renaissance uh, Fair where my brother works as a blacksmith for Fear Gall Blades. Um, Really cool place. That's where uh, Chris Farrell is the master blacksmith, and he won the episode two, season one. Uh, tournament for uh, Forged in Fire. So really cool guy to talk to, really cool guy to hang out with. Uh, how you doing, guys? Hey, Miles Stryker, it's dub season. We finally got another dub there, Miles. I think you're part of it being on our show, man. We are live! Thank you, Michael Hall of Fame. Good to talk to you, man. Michael Scott Joyner, how you doing, sir? Uh, what's up, Stryker? I know you're not a huge Snell fan, but you have to admit he played well last night. Clearly, Michael, yeah. I completely agree. Uh, you know, I, there's certain feelings that I have about certain players. Like everybody knows how I feel about Edmonds. Yet Edmonds had a hell of a game last game. I'm happy that he's starting to make some plays, getting a sack uh, up there in the backfield, popping people downfield now a little bit more. So lo- really liked what I saw out of Edmonds last game. And I cannot deny Benny Snell. Uh, he he was running as hard as he did in college, that looked like the college Snell. That looked like Benny Snell football. Um, hitting the hole hard, head down, keeping those quick feet together, tight to his body, bouncing off would-be tacklers, making plays. It was gorgeous to watch. Now we we got to see the speed, too, on uh, McFarland. Uh, when he hit that first break on the first block that he had, when he wasn't touched till eight yards down the field, when he had to make a move, that was phenomenal to watch. Absolutely loved every part of that. And I think he's the only player on our team that if he gets open as a running back, and that isn't a wide receiver, I should say, that when he gets open in a hole, I can see him taking it to the house. Shades of fast Willie Parker, dare I say. Very dark shades. (laughs) Very thick dark shades. Miles Presgrave, I'm sorry, striker, but the offense, yes, looks a little better but it's still so, so bad. One of the Colts players yelled out, it's the same plays and got the next stop. 
well, if it's the same place, how couldn't they stop him down at the end of the game when you got Kenny Pickett going down the field in the fourth quarter for his first fourth quarter touchdown? That was an absolute joy to see. Um, but it comes down to where we're going to deliver that football in the passing game. Better blocking now on offense. I know the, the shovel passes and things. I don't know why they're not working. They're schemed well. It's like, who would expect us to throw to Gentry? Who would expect a shovel pass to D.Y.? I mean, it's like, this is the stuff that, that's supposed to catch the other side off guard. It's not. It's just not. It's not executing well. But did love what I saw out of snow. I'm getting on a lot of tangents tonight, guys. I apologize. I've been uh, having a good time over here. Uh, Jerry Johnson, welcome to the show. Hashtag Steeler Proud in Palm Harbor, Florida. Rub it in. Well, at least I'm just west of you over here, uh, just north of Louisiana, right north of, sorry, of New Orleans. We're in Hammond. So now we're getting some nice weather today. Going to be in the 80s tomorrow, I think. Miles, why does it seem like something is missing on the defense? Did DJ come back too early? I don't know what you're seeing. Um, I'm not saying if you're even seeing this as a negative, but what I see with TJ Watt getting back in these next games, every single game TJ Watt has played in this season, every game he's played in, multiple turnovers, two or more turnovers every game TJ Watt plays in. That's a big thing, getting more pressure. Highsmith is starting to come back alive there, too, on the other side. Look, downright dominating in that fourth quarter, last couple of drives. Same thing with Watt looking bet, much better off the, the line. The snap, this game was getting really quickly off the snap, and so was Highsmith. You're seeing a match. As soon as they snapped that ball, both of them were basically stepping across the line. It's amazing how quick those guys get off the ball. Uh, but that is what is leading to more pressure on the quarterback getting the ball out quicker, turning into turnovers. Even that fumble that got right back to him, he couldn't even fall straight down on it before the worms could worm his way in there and get that turnover. I know I rooted for it. <laughs> Always defensive plays. Claude Bishop, what up, striker? How about them Steelers? Oh, I tell you, Claude, I was thinking that I was feeling they were going to lose. That's the first time I've ever gone into a game feeling the Steelers we're going to lose, had no chance of winning, and then actually winning. That, that, I don't know why he chose this game for it to be. I'm always so optimistic usually, but I'm just like kind of like reserved in the fact that we're going to play well. Offense isn't going to look good. And I was pleasantly surprised last night. Offense looked fantastic. Moving, controlling the clock, 10 more minutes of possession. Um, probably 11, actually. Um Getting the scores on the board for drives. Uh, I know the turnovers, uh, that deep turnover did not turn into a score, but it delayed them in being able to score and put a lot of points on the board or more points on the board. Uh, so that was a big factor as well. Uh, but happy for a win. I know you are too, Claude. Michael Hall, poor clock ban management by Matty Ice. Maybe a little brain freeze pun needed in the last minute of game. Guys, this is rare. Really rare to see that kind of mistake. Same thing happened over in the, uh, yeah, it was it was this game. Yes, because uh, Saturday is the new coach. Saturday knows clock possession. I don't know what they were thinking if they just weren't paying attention to the time on the clock. But if Mike Tomlin did this with clock possession, how do you think this city and fanhood and nation would react to Tomlin 
holding on to a, a, a timeout he should have called when he had three for a full minute, which he's never done, and then not calling it again after the second down run, which he's never done. These are the things that Tomlin, I think, gets a little bit too much harshness put onto him, especially when his quarterback throughout his entire career so far up until this year is one of the single greatest comeback quarterbacks of all time. That's not luck to come back that many times. It's great clock management. It's a big part of it. Great clock management. Jerry Johnson, Steelers playing like a team. Love it. Me too, Jerry. Oh, especially, I don't know if you noticed too, but on that big play down the sideline to Pickens, Cam Hayward like jumped off the bench, all fired. I was like, this is what we need, guys. This is how you pump up the defense. We want to be there. We want to feed off each other's energy because that is what makes us great. And they're starting to do that a little bit now. It's fun to watch. Michael Hall of Fame. Hope Najee is okay. Left the game with abdominal injury. Only time will tell. Yes, I did make note of that too to talk about. He was the only injury of note that came up. Um, there's some bumps and bruises, I guess, with Spillane and Jack. Um, or not Spillane. Um, uh Jack and, uh, oh gosh, drawn a blank, but <laughs> those guys should be good. Should it should be uh, okay to at least to practice sometime this week. We'll have to say, but don't know the severity yet. We're going to have to look at practice, but at least we've got nice looking running out of Snell capable running as well. And downfield threat out of McFarland. I'm not upset. Even when we get Warren back, even if Najee can come back into the mix, this team has been over a hundred yards rushing in three straight games. Think about that, guys. The entire season, we're watching this team not be able to move the football at all on the ground. At all. Frustrating as hell to watch as a Steeler fan, and you all know it. But this past games, since the bye week, on fire, near 200 yards in that first one, over a hundred against Cincinnati, and then 170. Last night against Indy, who is a great run defense team. I wasn't expecting to get this kind of yardage out of a great run defense team at that point. Had a better run defense than we did. Top five. But Steelers are starting to execute so much better on offense that it's opening up these running lanes. Allowing all of our running backs to feast. Miles, I'm not going to say a negative, but... I still looks like he's coming off an injury. I know Tomlin said he was being evaluated. Yeah, we'll have to wait till practice. And I know I'm early in the week. Sometimes I'm, yeah, Wednesday usually is when practices start. So we'll talk about that on the podcast, obviously. Uh, Claude, TJ was constantly double teamed. Yep. And that left Highsmith able to start making the plays down the stretch for him. And that's what we need. TJ taking up blockers. Other guys making plays. Work to perfection. Miles, press grades back again. Also, I'm really happy to see Pickett coming into his own, played amazingly, and Pickens again with an amazing catch on the sidelines. Never fails to impress. Yeah, he's starting to make those wow plays down the field for us now. Remember, Claypool did a lot of that his rookie season as well, even more plays, I'd say, than, than Pickens has at this point. But still a lot of good things to be happy about in the progression of George Pickens. Don't like his drops. And don't know why he doesn't take the heat that DJ does when he drops balls and he drops touchdowns. George Pickens dropped the touchdown that would have 
walked him right in the end zone. It was a little low. He had it right there in the basket, both hands on it. Game before against Cincy, dropped it. He didn't know we say anything about Pickens, but DJ coming around, didn't run the run angle, right angle or get the angle right. Didn't get the touchdown. We hate DJ. We don't hate Pickens. I don't know. It's a recency bias, obviously, but DJ is a hell of a lot better than we all think. <laughs> Ian, hey, Striker. Nice win last night. Kenny was throwing some good passes around. Great to see Kenny have one of his best games as a Steeler. And Ian, like, that's a, another point that I wanted to bring up on the show was now this is three straight games that Kenny has not thrown an interception or had a fumble. He has not turned the ball over, period. And that is a big diversion to his rate earlier. First uh, first game, he had three interceptions. Second game, he had one. Then zero, then three, then one. He was averaging two interceptions a game. Essentially, in the first uh, six games he played. Last three, zero interceptions, two wins, one loss. Starting to improve. Seeing better protection. Seeing better accuracy now, again, where he had it early in the season. Starting to see that come back and get a little bit more confidence in this new Matt Canada offense. Uh, Michael Hall, Alexa, play Sweet Victory by David Glenn and Bob Cluck. Woo! Sweet Victory indeed. Well said, Michael Hall. Well said. Uh, Miles, with our offensive line improving like this, I'm learning a lot more, leaning a lot more toward a, a corner first round and a solid offensive lineman in the second round with the Bears pick since it's technically a first. I don't disagree with that assessment, Miles. Um, the offensive line is improving. We'll have to see how they end up by the end of the season if they're playing at Pro Bowl levels. Right now, they haven't hit that yet. Um, we're seeing some gritty performances and some tough blocking now, but still have to wait until we get to that point. But I'm, I'm still under a high percentage chance of them taking, if they have a shot between offensive tackle and cornerback, I want an offensive tackle. But if a shutdown corner is there, you take them. I'm with you, Miles. That's a great point because that's the only thing this defense is missing. One more shutdown corner. I don't know if Witherspoon was better. He obviously was statistical-wise, but hopefully we get him back someday as well. Michael Hall would have been another 30-point game if that throw to DJ or Pickens was made a second or two earlier, but still happy with another heart attack result. Take those pills. <laughs> Eat that brand. Make sure you got that fiber in your diet there, Michael. I don't want to see you have a heart attack from this game. Uh, Claude Bishop. Hey, Stryker. Have you ever been to a Steelers away game? I've been in Washington and Baltimore, and I hated both fan bases. <laughs> yeah, um, I actually went to a Monday night football game in Washington once. Honestly, and my, my friends at the time, they were Washington season ticket holders. So they took us with their tickets. They We had a blast. Walking into the stadium felt like a home game. Sometimes you get some of those games in those lower matchups where their team isn't doing as well. Steelers will fill their stadium. Absolutely. They used to do it in Baltimore when they first were playing in Memorial Stadium. 90% Steeler fans to 10% Baltimore fans the first game they played in Memorial Stadium. Went to 70% next year, 50% the next year, and then got a better hold on it once they started in Pissy Net Stadium or PSI Net Stadium when they first moved to their new digs now, which is now on its third name. Um, but or his second name, I guess. Yeah, I guess uh, that was the second. But I digress. <laughs> been there. I've been to St. Louis. 
when that, that was in the dome, that was the game that uh, Willie Parker broke his leg in. I watched was at the Super Bowl against Green Bay in the uh, in Arlington, Texas. So I got to see that beautiful stadium. My lord, is it? It's unreal how big it feels, especially compared to like the uh, the Louisiana Superdome. Like it's way bigger. <laughs> I mean, it feels like you can put a whole Superdome inside of the Jerry Jones's Palace. I mean, it's a really neat place to see games. But that's pretty much it. Just East Coast, Salmon, Philly. Uh, when I lived in Philly, saw him in uh, New York again. At, at, when I lived in New York, saw him play the Jets there before they, we lost. Of course, the Jets were terrible. Um, Philly was a preseason game. I got peanuts thrown at the back of my head in a preseason game. Philly fans always top form. And it always depends on where you go. Went to Cleveland. Uh, of course, they hate us in Cleveland as well. But they're fairly civil compared to Baltimore fans. Miles, I think in all honesty, it's because DJ has shown more of it this season than Pickens. I think he's shown more of it. And I understand that you want to see more too. I mean, we all saw it when he ran sideways across. He was trying to make a play, could not get the edge, uh, did not think to cut it right up, which looked like he could have gotten the sticks pretty easily if he put his foot in the ground because he had the guys off balance. But did not, not going to crucify him for that play. He's trying to make a play. He's not trying to hurt the team. And he makes more plays, obviously, than he hurts us. Michael Hall, Matty Ice. Is ice against Pittsburgh in his career 0 for 4. Great noggin there, Michael Hall. Yeah, I saw that when it, when they threw that up on the on the on the screen. It's like, well, Matty Ice has never beaten the Steelers, and he's never beaten the Patriots. And I'm like, ooh, that one's still got a sting. That 35 point victory or whatever lead that they had in the Super Bowl and blew it. <laughs> when the when they when the Arizona Cardinals hit the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> capsized and had the uh, first overtime game, biggest comeback in Super Bowl history. I hated seeing every second of it because I hate Tom Brady, but <laughs> funny to see that other team, the New England Patriots being paired with the Steelers and how much ire that will cause him as well. Every time he thinks back fondly on that Super Bowl game. I agree. Oh, I'm on the last one. Under Tomlin. This is a good stat too, Michael Hall. I'm glad you got this one up for us. Uh, we are 19-3 and three on Monday Night Football. It's safe to say we play all 17 games here from all out on Mondays. I'm joking, of course. <laughs> yes. I'm like, can't we have Super Bowl Sunday move to Monday? <laughs> Personally, it should be on Saturday. I want Super Bowl Sunday to be on Saturday. They already have a week off. I want a day off. I need a day off to recover after Super Bowl every time. Because it always runs long. I'm always expecting to go to bed around 10-ish. It ends up being like midnight. Damn Super Bowl. All their commercials. Eking extra seconds out of it. Hey, moneymaker. Moneymaker. Ian White, I would like to see Kenny use his legs more so he does not get sacked. He, I thought he used his legs fairly intelligently last weekend, especially getting to the edge, creating some time, either throwing it away or making a play where only a receiver can get to it, especially on that two-point conversion against George or with George Pickens right there in the back of the uh, corner of the end zone. That was a gorgeous play of extending the play with his legs, hitting his receiver down the field and making a play. Um, that's what I want to see the most out of him. But I was glad that he was able to get downfield, pick up some yardage, uh, I think he ran a sneak too. Didn't he run one sneak? Uh, I don't know if I'm remembering that incorrectly from watching the Eagles game as well, but starting to blend together a little bit, <laughs> but at least we're willing to run the quarterback sneak now. Um, Miles, any news on Jackson? I feel like he got added to the team then fizzled to irre irrelevancy. 
Uh, problem with Jackson was the uh, day after we signed him, uh, he went on IR. So he's currently on IR with the, that backs issue, uh, getting that worked out. Hopefully we'll be able to return and then hopefully return to some playing. But it looked like the Steelers were just kind of taking a flyer on a guy that they can kind of keep around their system, show them how they do things, offer them a marginal contract next year to stay with them, maybe multi-year, getting them on the cheap to see if he can progress into something more. Uh, and I'm fine with that. But right now he's on IR, on IR for another three games. And we have to wait until that designation is off before we can see what kind of player he is in the black and gold. Um, Michael Hall, first half, play well. Second half, Indy returned kickoff for 89 yards, sparked the Indy offense. Rest of the third quarter, we looked lethargic. Fourth quarter, woke up once again with smelling salts and took care of the rest. Yes, we did. Absolutely did. And that's how you have to execute. Honestly, Michael Hall got to execute in those situations, but I like how you mentioned the coverage teams. Something else I wanted to touch base a little bit about and how despicable the coverage teams were in that game. I was expecting a lot more out of it, but we have to realize something, guys. Our coverage teams are missing Boykin. Miles Boykin has not been playing. He's been hurt. He's been inactive on game days with his abdominal. That's been a big domino effect on the coverage team. So bad, in fact, that our stellar kicker, give it up for Wright. He's doing the right things right now. Stellar with all of his long field goals. He's been caroming it in. Uh, left goal post, nothing but three. <laughs> Boom. Tink in. Money. Loved it. But Wright also has two tackles in two games. That's not something we want to see out of our kickers. Hey, I'm glad you're aggressive. I'm glad you like to get down there and make some plays right. But we cannot have you get hurt like Swisham and be lost for the season, the Swisham season, before going through three kickers to find the one that we ultimately would sign with forevers and evers. That was a tough time. <laughs> but we don't want you to make as many tackles as you, as you have obviously been making um next one miles with the win last night the steelers now hold the 12th overall pick and it really hurts to see all those fans wanting to rank for a nut for a pick root for a pick rather than a win yeah i mean honestly i'm always rooting for wins that's the only way i register but if we lose, it's going to hurt a little less this year because it gives us a better pick. And this league is bad. AFC already it looks like the whole East is going to make have a better record than the Steelers. It looks like Steelers might end up finishing last in this division if they can't find a way to beat Cleveland, uh, who now is going to be returning their special quarterback, Mr. Hopkins, Mr. No Means No Hopkins. Um, going to be interesting to see how the crowds react to him, especially his home crowd. If he's going to get a full-on cheer, like 24 under the rug, don't mean nothing. But Ben's two, my gosh. Rapist. Ben Rapistburger. That's all we heard. No, he was not. But the, tw but the double dozen, Deshaun double dozen Watson gets no ire from those fans. I, I'm just really interested to see how the crowds are going to react. I think the away crowds are going to be a little harsher. 
Oh no, I lost my feed. I, I'm back. Sorry about that, guys. Looks like I'm having some low feed issues, but might have to end the show a little early because of it. If you guys have been noticing as well, I apologize. Um, Claude, do you think the Steelers can run the table in the regular season? Yeah. <laughs> if they start playing efficiently on offense, not turning the ball over, and playing better on defense, getting sustained pressure, stopping the run, getting turnovers, there shouldn't be a game this team can lose. In all honesty, might happen. Might actually happen. And kudos to that interception, too, by good old um, Pierre, the Frenchman. Oh, James Pierre coming in the clutch, leaving his man to make a play on the football. And that's what we don't see a lot on this football team. Leaving your assigned player to make a play on the football because you know it's coming and you know it's in the air. And he made the play. And he intercepted in a beautiful athletic interception. So I was all for that. Keep it up always. <laughs> and guys, it's time for me to talk about our special, our special sponsor, goodoldmanscape.com. Looks like all of our running backs are out there protecting that football, but nobody's protecting that football better than Kenny Pickett these three weeks. He's all for making sure these balls are taken care of as best as they possibly can. And nobody else cares for balls more than Manscaped. They'll care for your balls just as much. So go out there and get the Platinum Package. It comes with the lawnmower trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer, the Ball Deodorant, the Body Wash with 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, Boxer Briefs with the Special Pouch for the Little Guys, and a Travel Bag for keeping it all locked up and together. So come on over to Manscaped. Use promo code STEELERNATION, all capital letters, all one word, for 20% off and free shipping. Free! Free! Yes, my dog's so excited. She's asleep. Free shipping, Liza. Manscaped.com. Come on over to watch them protect your balls, as well as Kenny Pickett has been doing it for the Steelers these last three weeks. Thank you guys very much. I love that read. Going back to you, Claude. I agree, 10 and 7, and they won't finish last with that record. Yeah, all bets are off because because these teams that have good records, too, are going to start playing each other. They haven't played each other a whole lot. They've been beaten up on a lot of other divisions. Now we're going to start to see how they do when they start matching up against each other. Um, that's going to start knocking off wins from one team or the other. So that could really start making us – the Steelers still have to make up some good ground, and they made up a little ground this week anyway with their big win against Indy, which essentially makes it so they're still not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs yet. Still have a chance for a good old um, Tomlin to also have a, if we went out, that means he'd have a winning season again. I don't know how much uh, we're into that or how much we like it or how much we don't like it, but it's, it's, it's phenomenal. I've never seen any coach and never has the NFL seen any coach come in off the board. You can't say it's Cowers players after two years, guys, maybe four or five years, but he's been doing it for another 10 years after it, 12 years after it been here a long, long time. Now he can do it. 14, 15, 16 years, 15 years, 15th year. Yeah. I can do it. 16th season though, right? Yeah. 16th season. 
he's amazing in that respect. In that respect. Ian White. If we have more games like that, striker, we can have a good season. You're right. Because I was, Ian, I was surprised. I was knocked on my butt surprised on how well the Steelers played. I was expecting them to come in flat. I was expecting the offense not to be able to do much. I was pleasantly surprised to see the offense do an excellent job in run blocking. Getting enough pass rush blocking for Kenny Pickett to finally make some plays down the field. So it's starting to come together a little bit here. This offense is starting to make some sense. Some. But that running game aspect of it is by far the, the most important that we've needed all year. Because we have a new quarterback in a system no matter who we went with. Except for Rudolph. But new quarterback in the system. Had to control the time of possession. Run the ball and play great defense to win games. Case in point, Monday night, W in the books. That is the blueprint. That is what must be written. Um, I was also happy to see Highsmith get another forced fumble. Now has four forced fumbles. Um, I think that ties for the league lead in the most amount of fumbles forced. And number one for edge rushers. So great job. Kudos to you, sir getting your four turnovers to go with your now double-digit sack total. We now have a new member of the Steelers double-digit pass rush club. Anthony Highsmith, come on down. You're in. You're on. We love you. You're doing great. You're a great compliment to Tiberius James Watt. <laughs> to tip, tryptophan jamboree Watt. Oh, I got to watch my T there before I say what. Yes, that is the what, is, what his name is on his birth certificate. I'm sorry. I'm a little loopy today. I apologize. Miles. My question is, after the season, do you fire Canada and get a new offense coordinator? Well, I think the season's record is going to take care of it itself. Um, if we show steady improvement like we've been seeing since the bye week on offense, getting to downright, you know, going up and down the field, getting points more consistently like they were doing in the first half again in this game, if that starts to translate into a full 60 minutes, I mean, that seems to be the only way the Steeler fans are going to be happy with Matt Canada from this point out is if we score a touchdown on every drive through the end of the year. And it will still will be like, ah, oh, he sucked in the beginning of the season. We missed the playoffs by a half game. Uh, something like that will happen. Um, <laughs> well, we'll walk back on the uh, Matt Canada gangplank. But we still haven't seen all the plays that Matt Canada can do down here. Dare I say, run a flea flicker on a field goal. Dare I say, run a triple option on the goal line. Or better yet, run a triple reverse triple reversed on the goal line to see how many times they can go back and forth before the defense sacks them, gets them for a big loss. <laughs> Inside shovel pass to the, the, the uh, extra tackle. <laughs> extra tackle screen. <laughs> I get to see this gears are flowing there in Canada's mindset. Sorry, it's, it's entertaining me tonight. Uh, Miles, 
Also, I'm surprised Rob isn't in here talking about Tomlin's failures and offensive line and nose tackle. I know. I know. Well, you know, we we love Rob. We do. But we, we have our fans. We have our fans that are positive. We have our fans that are realists. We've got our fans that are um, a little bit more negative, uh, have things they don't like about the team and don't think that they can fix until certain people leave. And, and I understand that. It takes all fans to be this fantastic Steeler Nation that we have here. But sometimes players like that don't want to talk if they have nothing to complain about. Canada played a, called a good game. Called a good game the game before, too, especially in the first half. I mean, second half sucked that we went four and out four straight times to start the second half. I mean, that killed us in the game. That made it so it was not competitive. But we came back in the fourth quarter. First time doing that this season. First time doing that since Benjamin, Big Benjamin, did it for us quite a bit ago. Um, actually, no, we came back in that one game. Kenny got hurt, and he got the win for it. But uh, that was actually... Um, the other Trubisky's um, uh, comeback in that one, where Claypool actually won the game for us. Claypool won the game for us. And we traded him away. I thought we were going to lose extra wins because we don't have Claypool on this team anymore. Making those third and 14 conversions down the stretch. Still. Still, Chicago can't even win a game. Every time Chicago loses, uh, a baby angel is born, and that baby angel becomes the Steelers' second-round draft pick, dropping them closer to the first pick in the second round which technically would could be number 32 which in normal drafts is a first round draft pick but we don't have to pay him like one <laughs> and that's what might happen that would be insane insane we'll have to see how it shapes up uh claude grade canada's play calling performance last night yes b i solid b i mean you're a little bit higher then I go, but I think a solid B has been good for him. Maybe the B plus, I can I lean towards you a little bit better because of um, Pickett's ball control yet again, yet still starting to make some plays downfield, being more efficient, high completion percentage, and the offensive line having another stellar game post break. This this is starting to look like so your I'd say your B, B plus is accurate, but this is starting to look like if we can consistently run against every team, we are going to be in every game. We're going to control the clock more, especially against teams that have better offenses than we do. And we have to do that. That's part of the game of football. That's how Tennessee wins. Grind the clock. Their offense is going to be better than yours. Just be efficient. Score on your drives. Play great defense. And that's how Tennessee got the one seed last year. Got the damn one seed. That's how you do it, guys. Control the clock. Run the ball. Efficient passing plays. Keep that clock running. Great defense. You're going to win a hell of a lot more than you lose. Hell of a lot. Miles. All I want to see is more shots downfield. There's no reason why DJ shouldn't have been a touchdown this late in the season. Canada isn't targeting the strengths of our players. I agree. I think we're starting to see some inklings of it now, Miles. At least starting to get to the point where Pickens has to make the decision. I got a one-on-one with... Pickett has to make the decision. I've got a one-on-one -on -one with Pickens. I've got to put the ball up to watch him try to make a play. And he's been doing it. Got to do it more. Got to do it more. George! Oh, TJ. Do you think Tomlin was too quick to declare Najee a team leader? I did. 
and do wait until they build a resume like all past dealers. Well, I, I understand exactly what you're saying there, George. And there's a huge tradition in Pittsburgh for being a team leader. We just lost our offensive team leader in Ben Roethlisberger from the past 17 seasons. Our team leader was ripped from our team. I think it's definitely easy to see that Najee is a team leader in the respect that he's vocal in the locker room. He's an excellent character guy, leads by example, both on the field and in his personal life with all of his charities and things that he likes to do. He's already a leader off the field. Of course, he's a team leader on the field. Plus, the offense is supposed to revolve around him like it did last year. He made the Pro Bowl last year. He's starting to look like a Pro Bowl runner again. He's starting to look like old Najee again. Explosive, strong, making plays with that strong forearm, that strong hand punch um, down the field, jumping over people, spinning around people. He has it all. He's in everything back except that elite top speed. But he's a strong back. He is a stealer diving in the end zone for that touchdown. That's what we want to see. That's definitely what we want to see. And and I and the, and the game before, having the highlight play of that game and of his career when he, when he hurdled the Cincinnati Bengal player for a touchdown. The guy wants to – he's a stealer, guys. He wants to score. He's doing whatever, whatever he can to get in that end zone, whatever he can to gain yardage. He's running downhill a little bit harder, which was we were asking him to do before the, the bye. He has done it now with a plum. He is a different back, and he is a team leader in my respect. But great point. Great question, George. Miles, Canada didn't even know DJ led the league in separation. When asked about it, he said, I didn't know about that. <laughs> well, that's the narrative of Steeler fans. We're going to want to look up press that makes Matt Canada look bad because it gets clicks. I understand. I understand. But he had a good game. That's just a slap in the face to him having a good game. Hey, you know that your receiver's the best receiver in the league getting off the line of scrimmage, which I've been saying for two years. Duh, no, I didn't know that at all. What's a forward pass? <laughs> That's how the conversation went, actually. Um, <laughs> I think that was the, the verbatim. But yeah, not a big deal. And he may be downplaying it. You've got to know that Deontay Johnson is an elite separator just from watching film. You don't have to know that he's the top in the league to see that he's elite when he puts his foot in the ground gets players off balance and leaning before he makes his hard cuts. Love that stuff. Megan, happy for the win, but it was the Colts. Just saying. Well, a team that had a, an extra win and tie over us before entering that game. So, you know, we still have the better draft pick because they've got a, a tie that gives them slightly better, half, a half game better record against them. So they'd be drafting at 13. We're drafting to 12 now. We'd be in top five, I believe, if we would have lost. Do you know that one, uh, Miles? I know you gave me the uh, stat for that other one for being 12th now, but I, I'd be interested to know where we would be if we lost. Would it be like top three, top five, somewhere around there? Uh, Ian, I think the offensive line is improving. Some will take them sometime more to gel. Will they go offensive line or defensive line in the draft? I think offensive line is a bigger need on this team then defensive line, still have Hayward under contract. Still have, I think Wormley was under contract too. I thought he signed a two-year. Um, we have those young players coming up underneath. Loudermilk blocking a field goal. 
Uh, Leal, who looked great in his rookie campaign uh, coming in. Or Okunjobi, who's still an option to come back. He, he might like Pittsburgh better than any other team in the NFC North. Or he might want to finish it out doing the quadrifecta and playing for the Ravens for a, for a year or something. I don't know. I don't know what his motivations are, but <laughs> offensive line, I think, is the bigger need for this draft, Ian. I know we mentioned earlier, I could see shutdown corner being taken. I, I mean, it, when you're drafting that high, you try to get the, the most elite player you can find. The best metrics on whatever player is there. And if it's supposed to be a quarterback, trade back a couple picks, try to bank future ones. Do it. Because if somebody's moving up to get a, a quarterback, they're probably going to have a shaky offense because they're a bad team to begin with and use their best pick on a quarterback who usually has to learn for a year. That leads to the next year being another high draft pick, which the Steelers could bank. And I'd be all for that. Absolutely all for that. Claude, who was your MVP from last night? Pickett or Benny Snell? <clears throat> I tell you the truth, I've got to give it to, to, to uh, yeah, to Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I thought you said Pickett, so it's good. Kenny Pickett by far. Another game perfectly managed, uh, making the plays when he had to, um, calling the uh, the the uh, the handoff option to Snell on that second and goal for the touchdown, or third and goal, second and goal. Um, that was a big play, and that was a big play in his development, starting to be able to call some more audibles, do his own things, more comfortable in the system, do what he sees on the field at that, that time to give us the best chance of scoring. And he did it. He freaking did it. So pick it, hands down MVP. But I'm very happy to see Snell play Benny Snell football that we all know he's capable of. Awesome to see it again in a regular season game. We saw in some preseason games before where he was knocking the dust off and knocking people around the field. Did it last night. Loved every second of it. And kudos also to McFarland. I thought Mark McFarland played excellent job in the short amount of snaps since he hasn't been running in actual practices. Like he's been a, a practice squatter, but hasn't really had the touches that the other teams have had. Kenny Beamer, let's go! Good to hear from you, Kenny. I would have been sad if I got through a, a show without talking to you at least once. Thanks for picking me up. Go on. Magnin and the Colts were favored uh, at, and at home with the league's number five defense, right? With a better record than the Steelers. So it, that is a great one. And, and that's a great point too, Claude. Especially, that's why I was the most surprised about getting 170 yards on the ground against a top five defense. That was big. And they're great against the, the run. Great. That was our biggest test against the run this season. If we can run on the Colts, we can run on anybody. And that's what I'm hoping for. Magnum, is DJ a Steeler next year striker? He's a one-year deal. Now, he signed a two-year extension, not a one-year deal. I, had to, I actually had to, to correct uh, one trick Filipponi today on his tweet saying 18 million. 18 million for a guy to run backwards and drop touchdowns? One trick Filipponi, yes. And I had to correct him. He's 7.8 this year. Million this year on the cap. Uh, 13, I think, or 14 next year, 13 the year after. Three years, all under 18. I, I said, we all know counting is not your strong suit. <laughs> I stuck it a little bit to one trick pony today. Had some fun with it. But he is because he's under contract. He's under contract for this year, the year after, and the year after that, Magnum. To me, it looks like the out would be in the last year of the contract where he'd only be like five mil in dead money, which would be his remaining portion of his 
um, signing bonus, which was a, a considerable signing bonus, six million, something like that. But I would drop him for 19 million next year. No, no, that's like AB dropping numbers. When we had two years left on his contract, dropped him for 19, 21 million, not far off of 19. My, my mind's working good on the numbers tonight. <laughs> I've, this is this is me not drunk. <laughs> Haven't been drunk in over a month. Yep, Miles. I think we should still hold the fifth pick. We went from fifth to twelfth. Got you. I didn't know if we eked up because I know I thought um, Carolina won a game, so I thought they would have jumped up ahead of us, but I'm not sure. Um, Striker. But thank you for looking that up for me. Um, what if we did a vidcast evaluating college players once the season ends? Sure. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. Uh, we'll have actually some of the college writers that we have on our on our on SteelerNation.com, Matt Papiernik, uh, Ben McCallie, and they've been on the draft shows with us, guys. You know, we, we really um, love their input and their insight on these um, because they follow college football a lot closer than I do. And I am much happier to host those episodes because they have more knowledge than I do. I'm just not as into college football. My heart's been ripped out being a Penn State fan so many times. College football is vote to see who's in, vote still the vote to see who's in the, the final four. Not going to be a real playoffs till we get to at least that 12-game system, which is still less teams going to the playoffs of a 200-team conference than the pros, which now have 14. So <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what kills me. I don't think top teams should get a week off. I think it should be fair across the board, get them better matchups. 16 should make it in. That's my thought on that. But yes, I'm all for it. Back to that. <laughs> Thanks, Miles. Ian, yeah, Loudermilk had that block. He is doing well. Great to see him, especially in the limited amount of snaps that he's had this season, Ian, just because Leal jumped him in training camp. And that's something to say about Leal because Loudermilk looked good last year and still looked good in preseason. And now he's still looking good in his minimal amount of snaps. So that's why I'm high on guys like Loudermilk and Leal being past the torch from these great players like to it probably uh Hayward here in a bit. Um Miles in preparation to the draft. Yes, definitely. Rick Giddens back of the show. Left tackle was priority number 1. This class is glittered with defensive backs in round 2 and if we're picking high in round 2, we're going to get a great one. We're going to get hopefully it's a thicker draft than that Artie Burns draft. <laughs> we have to take him after the the uh Jackson Williams, the, the third that we have now on the roster. George, was Highsmith's D play of the game? I think so for sure. I can't counter against that. Great pressure, especially down the stretch. Getting another sack. Getting double digits. Yeah. All, all four. And the rain is starting to hit the RV in lovely Hammond, New Orleans. <laughs> Miles, I saw that tweet. I was going to reply to. I've been... It being like, damn. <laughs> yep, I didn't let him get away with it. That I mean, that's got I got my nicknames to these guys. You got uh, one trick Filipponi. You got Mark Manatee. I'm all over those guys. <laughs> ben, I know, right? Right. Nice to see Ben. Um, meant player. <laughs> yeah, we know it's it's all good. Love Ben, a true goat. Yes. Yep. Love Ben. There's, there's, there's no two ways about it in our love for Ben being Steeler fans. Um, guys, that's pretty much it on the show. That was everything I had to talk about. If you have anything else you want to say, please get it in now. I'm going to go down through my readouts. Of course, last word always goes to Steeler Nation. 
So bring your thoughts, bring your comments. Let's close it strong today. Um, make sure you watch the podcast. It should be released Friday at noon um, or watch the video. If you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Nation, you get the alert. You can watch the podcast as I upload it live as a sneak preview. Sometimes I'll even take your questions. Uh, depending on how late the questions are over at SteelerNation.com, where I normally take the questions from the football forum. So go over there and join, because I've got the thread up now currently to be able to go on that one as well. Read our great Pittsburgh Steeler-focused articles at SteelerNation.com. Tweet us at SteelerNation. Instagram us at SteelerNation.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter at underscore SN Podcast. Or follow your host, Steeler Nation Striker. On the gram, on the tweets, on the tickety talks. SN Striker, Steel Nation Striker, spelled with a Y. Easy to find across all platforms. Uh, going back to you guys. There we go. Ian White, have a good night, Striker. And everyone, here we go, Steelers. Here we go, Ian, Ian White. Thank you so much, guys. It's been a great show. Uh, if you've got nothing else going on, well, I'm going to be hanging out with Fiergal Blades in New Orleans area and Hammond. If you want to come by the tent on Saturday or Sunday, we'll be open. Come on by, say hi. We would love to see you. Um, and Claude, great show as usual. Striker, thank you, Claude. Um, thanks for the chat, Striker. Anytime, Megan. Anytime. Anytime. Always great to hear from you. Thanks for joining us yet again for the Steel Nation Vidcast, sponsored by Total Force Enterprises, part of the big play. Podcast Network. I am your host, G Striker, with Miles, with Ian, with Claude, with Magnum, running along with you as always. Go.